Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is time to get up with a Thursday night thriller. The Steelers tumbling their way to a record no one in NFL history has ever reached before. Then, oh, what a weekend. In Philly, in Cincy, in Frankfurt, Germany, absolutely everything is at stake. We'll pick your winners. And then, I have seen the future. Its name is Wembanyama. If you haven't seen what he did last night, trust me, you do not want to miss this. And you will not as we get up with you starting right now on a Friday. The sun is up and ready to go. Bartholomew fired up. Graziano's got stuff to do. We'll have Chris Canty. We'll have Ryan Clark. And the basketball is covered as well. It's Brian Windamyama. Oh, Brian Windhorst. And we got Monica McNutt. We're ready to go. Let's do it. We'll get to the hoops in a minute. The big baguette was ridiculous last night. But we start with the football. Steelers hosting the Titans. I don't know how they keep doing it. Bartholomew opening drive Pittsburgh. They go right down the field and Najee takes it in. And this is a pat blast from the past. This is ground and pound. This is when Pittsburgh's at its finest. Ugly enough the game. They win a rush for 166 yards and they're up 7-0. Now second quarter here's the rookie, Will Levis. Look at the nice pocket awareness here Bart eluding the rush. Listen, I was so impressed by his poise, you know, dealing with that tough defense to be able to make throws from the pocket. His stock's up. Later in the drive, it turns into this. Derrick Henry not traded and into the end zone. Titans take a 10-7 lead. It was 13-10 Tennessee at halftime. We've got five minutes to play in the fourth now. Steelers down by three. Big play, third and six. Pickett, welcome back, Deontay Johnson. I tell you what, a reservation. This is a, a sight for sore eyes. This guy is playing at a high level, and he gives him somebody opposite Pickens. At seven catches, 90 yards. Pickens, by the way, had two catches minus one yard. Next play, Jalen Warren. Did I mention the Steelers ran the ball all night long? They're on the precipice as he reaches, but it's not a touchdown, which means they can throw it in, and they do to Deontay Johnson to put them back out in front. Hey, welcome back. You talk about not having a touchdown since 2002. 21. Take that monkey off my back. All right, here we go. Final minute. Titans, last play. Fourth and seven from their own 30. Here's your ball game. Levis, DeAndre Hopkins. No, and that's the game, or is it? Wait a minute. We've got a flag. Ten penalties on the Steelers in this game. This one defensive holding. Drive is alive. 44 seconds. Second and 10, Tennessee. Levis, Chris Moore. Levis threw for 262 in this game. Oh, this was a tremendous play design. To, you know, running the safety off and running a dagger underneath, right into the hole of the zone, sitting in the pocket, waiting for it to develop great play. But here's your game. 11 seconds left, and it just wasn't there. He just couldn't get it over Quan Alexander. And the Steelers tomling them way back to another win. I tell you what, I don't understand how this team is 5-3, and three, but they are. That's exactly it. I mean, that's now a verb. They have tomlined their way to 5-3 and three despite being outgained by 790 <laughs> yards in their eight games this season. They are the 34th team in NFL history to be outgained in each of their first eight games. They're the only one with a winning record through those games. 
Only one of the previous 33 teams finished the season with a winning record. That was the Steelers last year. Ridiculous. So, wh- what do we say? How in the world do we explain this? It's a magic trick. I mean, like, there's no other way to explain it. The, the football is a ground acquisition game. The point is to gain yards, move the ball forward in literally every game. They are worse at that than their opponent, and yet they're somehow 5-3. and three. It makes no sense. Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame coach. <laughs> if, if ever the Steelers got tired of him, teams would fire their coaches to line up to try and hire him. There's nobody better. Honestly, like, to get serious, like there's nobody better at, like, consistently week in, week out, making sure their team is ready to play the game. Yep. Uh, they're literally good at nothing other than winning the game. Like, like It's ridiculous. So I don't see how it's sustainable. But hats off to them for finding a way because you talk about getting out gained. Yeah. You're not even counting the penalty yards. <laughs> they had 10 penalties last night. They don't play the game well. The numbers are <laughs> they find a way to win. Since the start of last season, this was their seventh win when scoring 20 or fewer points. It's their seventh win when trailing through three quarters. And it's their seventh win when it being outgained in yards. Is it Tomlin? Is it magic? How do you explain that this team flat out stinks and yet they're five and three? I mean, that's what Bill, that's what Bill Cowher used to do, too, before he got Ben Roethlisberger. They just muck the game up. They hang around. And they wait for you to beat themselves, yourselves. And they try and take the possessions out of the game by running the football. Yeah. And it's tick, tick, tick. And it comes down that was the first uh, turnover of the game, and it won the game, right? Because they muck it up, and they have a tremendous defense that's suffocating. It's going to put you behind the sticks, yeah. and they just play stiller football. This is old school right here. You know, Canada comes down to the sideline, welcome, hello, and, you know, it's still in <laughs> 20 points. Like, 20 points, that, that is a goal for a defense to hold yeah. a team to 17 to 20 points, and yet they are finding ways to win football games because of they play and they're, they're able to make and win tight ball games. Still haven't gained 400 yards in a game since Matt Canada has been the offensive coordinator. This is his third year in that job. So, and yet they win more than they lose. Like, like a couple specific things about the Steelers last night. They made a change at right tackle that seems to have helped the run game. Yeah. Cam Hayward back uh, on defense, back from injury. That's going to make a difference. Deontay Johnson, it's only his second game back from injury. So right. they're they're five and three, and personnel-wise, they're getting better. One of these weeks, they might get 400 yards, I, I, and then you got to watch. I out. leave I leave more encouraged about the Titans, right? Not maybe yes. for this season, but Will Levis, he looks listen, good. has just put everybody on notice that he's a good young quarterback. He has the moxie and the heart to go play in that environment. I played in that environment when they play Renegade. <laughs> I've seen guys piss down their pants. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, just punt, just punt the ball. Let, let the defense out here because they start hunting. High Tower, uh, TJ Watt, yeah. you know, playing at high levels. You know, and they did this without Mika Fitzpatrick. A lot of yes. communication problems on the back end. And you know, about a coach like Mike Tomlin, he always says the standard is the standard. So he holds everybody accountable. Even you, know, you heard his like hidden messages about communication mm-hmm. coming out of halftime, and they figured it out, and yep. they find ways to win. You know, I, two very quick things I'll finish this with. The first of them is, on behalf of all of us who uh, drafted George Pickens on our fantasy team, <laughs> can someone please do something? I watched that whole Amazon pregame last night. I uh-huh. got uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and, 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 and Richard Sherman are saying, throw him the ball, throw him the ball. Yeah. Two catches for minus one yeah. yards. And the second, to your thought about Mike Tomlin being out of there and getting fired, it'll never happen. No, they don't fire coaches. Want to hear the greatest stat of all time? The Raiders have had more head coaches since 2021 
than the Steelers have had since 1969. Yep. Yep. That is the difference. Three coaches in the last, since 1969. That's how you wind up Tomlinning your way through a winning record. Great okay, job. much more football. It's all coming. But first, I have seen the future, people, and its name is Victor Wembanyama. We've been waiting for this night. Fifth game in the NBA, 19 years old, on the road against a really good Phoenix team that was back and healthy here. And just watch the big man move the floor. Bart, you need to see this to believe it. The, the, the movement without the ball, the way he runs the floor, that obviously is unstoppable. They were up 19 points after one quarter, but he was just getting started. How about the alley-oop? Did he jump? I tell you what, this guy has awareness and he's wise beyond his years. And because he's played professional basketball, this isn't new to him. You see these European players coming over, but they're ready to be professional. Look at the range. And then this is the one that will make your jaw drop. Steps into the three with three seconds left in the half. He had 20 points at the half. The Spurs were up by 20. But Phoenix came all the way back. That's what makes this game so special. Devin Booker, 31 points, 13 assists. That made it an eight-point game. Five minutes later, they're right back in it. Kevin Durant, he had 28. Now it's a one-point game. Four and a half minutes to go. Suns are down by three. Look at the ball movement here. They're going to get it a wide-open Kata Bates job. Game tied at 116. And the Spurs ran out of timeouts. You figure, oh, they have no chance now. This young team, they just put it in Wembanyama's hands, and he did everything, taking it to the hole. Then they working on the outside. Look at this. This is impressive right here. Maybe the, only, the only thing that can match him, you got to put a bobo. I want to see these two guys match up to quote Shaquille O'Neal. Victor Wembanyama, 38 points, wow. 10 rebounds, two blocks, and holds on to win against a championship-caliber team on the road. He is the first player to average at least 20 points and two blocks through his first five career games since Shaquille O'Neal in 1992. All right, I mean, I'm jokingly, you know, Wendy, I mean, I spent so much time watching you in France and you telling me this guy is this, this guy is that. and, And look, I didn't know exactly what to expect. Last night, I saw it. I don't even know how to put it into words. How would you describe it? Greeny, this is the stuff the dreams are made of. This is what this has all been about for years leading up to this, and he's already doing it in his fifth game, hunting shots, running the floor. Look, they were under siege in this game. They're on the road. They're facing one of the contenders for the league title. Popovich has caught all of his timeouts. Devin Vassell, who's their offensive leader, gets hurt at halftime. There was nobody coming to the rescue except Victor Wembanyama. This is why everybody was watching him and dreaming of the day when he would come to the NBA. He's obviously got to still develop. He's obviously got to stay healthy. But this is the core belief. I saw LeBron James have a game like this his rookie year where he put up 40 points in a comeback over the then juggernaut New Jersey Nets. But it was in his 65th game, not his fifth game. Wembanyama already having performances like this in his second week. <laughs> second week, 19 years old. Monica, I mean, you know, what? What, what, what do we say? I, I, am, I, am, I genuinely had my breath taken away by watching what he did last night. As you should, Greeny. I mean, there was a point, I think, in that stretch after the 116 tie, he scores 10 out of the final 12 points for his team. And one of those plays that ended up being an and one, I'm looking and I'm like, did that go in? Was that an actual dunk? Because it looks like he's putting socks into a hamper. Um, He (laughs) is incredible. Now, what I will say that I think is beneficial about the way that this unfolded, because every hooper knows 
you lose, even though they didn't lose. It was a hell of a comeback on Tuesday night versus this very same squad. And the opportunity to run it back immediately, I think there was confidence there. There's familiarity in terms of who he's about to be guarded by, whether it's the combination of Nurkic, Eubanks, uh, Kevin Durant. Like, I think that is part of why he was so successful in this moment. But I 100% agree with Wendy in that this is a glimpse of what can be. Because how do you defend this wingspan? And the way that he moves without the basketball is just so, so impressive. And the defensive side of it as well. We showed you all, all these baskets, and, and that's obviously, you know, the most exciting part for fans to watch. But, Wendy, the defense as well. We'll show you some of that here. His defensive performance was insane. Coming into this game, teams were shooting 20% against him as the primary defender. We got to update those stats. They were shooting less than 15% on him at the rim. Good luck trying to climb this mountain. He's only going to get better. He's been in foul trouble a little bit early on. He still hasn't necessarily found his pet plays and his pet spots on the floor. He talked about learning from playing against Kevin Durant these last couple games for the first time. Mm -hmm. Just scratching the surface, and my gosh, what a potential we've got with this young man. Absolutely. Monica, put up a finishing touch on this. I think his attention to detail... Pop's trust in him and the way that Pop is coaching him. We've heard Pop talk about he's actually focused more on defense, right? But Wimby's ability to make reads and, to their credit, the rest of that San Antonio Spurs roster, whether you talk about Keldon jo uh, Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, they are looking for him and they are working together. I think the fact that this is one of the younger teams in the league as a unit is building camaraderie. They're in this thing together. It's going to be fun. All right, guys, stay close. We'll have much more from you as we go. It was a big night all around in the NBA, but that was overwhelmingly the star of the show. Coming up, it's the showdown of all showdowns. Hertz and Dak facing off in Philly. Is this a must-win for Dallas? How can they get it done? Plus, a big hill to climb for the Dolphins Sunday in Germany. Did you hear what Tyreek Hill said he plans to do to his old team? You will next. Jeff Darlington is live with us from Frankfurt, and he joins us right after this. Get up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. 
So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's the biggest game of the year on the NFL's biggest weekend of the year as the Cowboys visit the league-best Eagles. And Monday morning, we have you covered here on ESPN. First at 8 Eastern. Get up with Greeny, Ryan Clark, Rex Ryan, and former Cowboy Marcus Spears. Then don't miss Stephen A. and Shannon face-to-face on First Take, live from Shannon's alma mater, Savannah State University. And it all wraps up with Overreaction Monday on the Pat McAfee Show at noon Eastern. It's a Monday that you can't miss on ESPN. Looking forward to that often. Unbelievable weekend. And so let's do some DraftKings Sportsbook Predictions. Brought to you by DraftKings. Bartholomew, Patrick Mahomes in Germany. More or less than 282 and a half yards against Miami. I'm going to go less greeny. They need somebody else to step up that's um, not named Travis Kelsey. Kadarius Tony, Rasheed Rice, and Sky Moore had to make plays. Jalen Ramsey came back. He looked like his old self. This defense is going to be playing at a high level now. Jalen Phillips is providing a lot of pressure. They got to play better, and, and I don't think he's going to get it done. Not this week. They have a lot to figure out in Kansas City. It's going to be an interesting test for them. Meanwhile, Graziano, more or less 51 total points scored between these two high-flying offenses. I got to go with more. Look, if the Chiefs hadn't had a dud last week, I would say maybe you know the, the unfamiliarity of the of the location and maybe the Dolphins' defense. And I know the Chiefs' defense is playing well, but I expect Tyreek Hill to be you know on in this one uh, as as the former Chief. I think they I think both teams are going to score a lot of points in this game. And honestly, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's probably no one who wants to have a big game more than that guy, Tyreek Hill. So Bart. Against his former team, will he have more or less than 91 and a half receiving yards? <laughs> Tyreek Hill, he's got a thousand already. Let me tell you what, Gary Sneed and uh, McDuffie about to get this work. They gonna probably be getting. Hey, they better stretch them hamstrings out. I mean, I've seen uh, uh, Hill split double teams two weeks in a row. Even when he's doubled, he's open. Yeah, the Tyreek Hill getting ready to go, and obviously for him, this is a very big game. And he was talking about that with the media in Germany, taking on his former team. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter where, where we play at. I mean, obviously, it would have been great to play in KC, but it, it really doesn't matter where we play at. You feel me? They're going to get this work wherever, though. Look, y'all already used that. Bulletin board material. <laughs> oh, I wish that you could see Bartholomew laughing. Yeah, Meanwhile, on planet Earth, uh, we've got Jeff Darlington in Frankfurt, Germany. That's where he is on planet Earth. 
right now watching that game, watching. But, but as they come to Jeff, let me just – you started to laugh when he said that. They're going to get this work no matter what. Tyreek is ready for this game. He's right? had this circled. And the fact that he's talking about, I wish it was in Kansas City so you can say and see exactly what you let go yeah. out, of that, uh, out of those doors. They haven't found a way to replace him. I know they won a championship, and that's just the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. But I think you're st- really starting to see the absence of somebody opposite of um, – Opposite of, uh, of, of, of Kelsey. Of Travis yeah. Kelsey. Yeah, we'll see if they're able to figure that out. So let's go out to Frankfurt, Germany. And Jeff, I mean, Tyreek is not making any secret of the fact that this is a big game for him. What else are we hearing? Yeah, I thought Greeny, he actually handled it really well uh, when he was talking about his time with the Chiefs, spoke about it with great fondness, talked about how he loves being in Miami, feels like it's been great for him. It allowed him to accomplish a goal, by the way, being completely candid of becoming one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league. In general, it's one of those trades where I agree with Bart. I think the Chiefs are now feeling the ramifications of his loss more than they did maybe a year ago. But ultimately, there doesn't seem like there's ill will. I didn't sense that he'll, I know he wants this, and I know he'd love to put up a thousand yards for those reasons, but he does seem very content and happy with what he's doing. Uh, And yes, he has to do it in Frankfurt, not at Arrowhead, uh, but there is no question Tyreek Hill is the storyline of this game, Greeny. And let's talk about the the importance of this game. Graziano brought up an interesting point. The Chiefs are coming off a bad loss, and they tend to have those hiccups every season. But we don't usually see them in back-to-back weeks. I think the conversation about them on Monday will be a little different if this one looks a lot like that one did. Without a doubt. I mean, look, they're going to be off. For sure. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Jeff, I'll come to you in a second. I meant no, that for Dan. Sorry. I, I think, I mean, I, I think the offense has to start to look good. Like, yeah. I, what I've been thinking all along is the Chiefs progress through this year and the young guys on offense start to make greater contributions the way their young guys on defense did last year as the year went on to right. the point where they were playing their best in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. If that happens, then they're fine. But it's, it's about time to start seeing it, right? I mean, we need to see, you know, these guys make catches reliably. We need to see them be ma- making plays. I'm talking about the second-round pick types, Sky Moore, yeah. Rasheed Rice, uh, because they do need other weapons and other places to go on off. So let me get back to Jeff here as we have him from Frankfurt. We all understand yeah. on that side. What are we hearing from the Kansas City players? Well, I mean, I think that it is a massive game from both sides. We're, we're not, we are talking about, okay, we're at the midway point. And yes, both teams have had their narratives about whether the Chiefs have wide receivers, whether the Dolphins can win a big game. I mean, Mike McDaniel literally in his press conference just a little bit ago said, I know if we win this game, everybody's going to say we're going to win the Super Bowl. And if we lose this game, people are going to say we can't win big games. I mean, that's really what this spells out for on both sides of the ball. Chiefs players recognize, I mean, it, it also is interesting, the travel that both teams have done here. The mm-hmm. Dolphins coming over, uh, what, I think five days before the game. The Chiefs just got here this morning. So, I mean, we're, we're kind of looking at this from all sides, saying how does this ultimately play out and impact the season? But there is no question. There's a lot on the line here for both teams. As I put the picks up on the screen from, from everybody else, Jeff not picking it because he's covering the game. Um, Jeff, what is your sense of, of that part of it, the travel and how it will play into how the game plays out? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Dolphins have the edge because of it. I mean, teams have traveled to London, for instance, on short notice and won the game. So it does go both ways. I also look at Patrick Mahomes after coming off the flu. Is that the best time to have to jump uh, on a 10-hour flight? 
and have a six hour time difference. It doesn't feel awesome from that regard. The Dolphins are getting much healthier. It's all circumstantial to me when it comes to who wins what game. I mean, these teams could play five times and or four times and split. Uh, ultimately though, we look at the Dolphins right now and this is the storyline. They are 0-2 with 18.5 points per game against teams that currently have a winning record. 0-2, 18.5 points per game. They are 6-0 with 39 points per game against teams 500 or worse. They need to win the big game. They need a signature win. Uh, I think it's going to be very important for them. All right, Jeff, enjoy it out there. That Everyone here is envious of this assignment. We will see your coverage all weekend long. Again, I'm enjoying that is the it, Greeny. monster game on Sunday morning. Oh, I know you are. Uh, don't forget, by the way, DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app. Use the promo code GETUP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Coming up, will Dak be in distress Sunday in Philly? What does he need to do to knock off the Eagles? Chris Canty joins us for the conversation next. Football Friday, get up on ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back on Get Up. Bottom of the hour if you're just waking up. Here's your wake-up call. Late-night drama in Pittsburgh. Steelers ahead. Third and five at the 19 with 11 seconds to go. Here's the snap. Four-man rush. He looks. He fires for the end. Intercepted. And that is Quan Alexander. His first of the season in this game is over. A thrilling finish last night, and we are delighted to welcome in our buddy Chris Canty, who is here from Unsportsmanlike every weekday morning on ESPN Radio. A million places I want to go with you, but let's yep. start there. We all kind of marveled at the fact that this team has been outgained in every single game, and yet somehow has tomlined its way to a 5-3 and three record. Are they legitimate? Is this a legitimate playoff contender in Pittsburgh? Yeah, they're going to be in the playoffs. I mean, nobody can muck up a game like Mike Tomlin's business. And you mentioned how bad they've been offensively. They have a negative point differential, and they're one of only two teams to still have a winning record when they do that. But, I mean, when you look at the remaining schedule, there's no world that exists in which the Pittsburgh Steelers don't find themselves in the playoffs. And what lets you know that Mike Tomlin has a good feel for his team and a good feel for the game is what he did before the game. They won the coin toss, and rather than putting the strength of his team on the field, which is the defense, he decided to go with their offense. They go down the field, double-digit double digit play drive. They score a touchdown. That was the first touchdown that they had on an opening drive all season long. They were one of two teams not to be able to get it done. That just shows you how smart Mike Tomlin is, knowing what his football team needs, 
each and every week. Yeah, they ran it for 160 yards. That's Steeler football, and they found a way to win. All right, I want to go around the world here on this, uh, almost literally around the world, <laughs> on this uh, candy or canty. It's the game that is sweeping the nation. Here we go. Let's start with that game in Frankfurt. I'm going to give you the quarterback matchup. You tell me if they can get it done. Can Tua outplay Patrick Mahomes? No, he can't. And listen, the worst thing to happen to the Miami Dolphins is the Denver Broncos beating the Kansas City Chiefs in week eight because Pat Mahomes just doesn't lose back-to-back games. It's happened three times in his career. The last time it happened was weeks two and three of 2021. That's how far back you got to go. Pat Mahomes is usually money on situations where his team is trying to bounce back. That'll be the case in Germany. All right, I want to hold on one second on that, though. We're going to come back to Canny or Canty, but you just made me think of something. So a few minutes ago, when we had Jeff Darlington on here, he mentioned that the Miami Dolphins have been in Frankfurt, Germany now for five days. The Chiefs arrived there this morning. Bear in mind, it's, it's uh, depending on where you are in America, it's five, six, or something like that hours later in Germany. So they just traveled there today. Yeah. And Bart, as soon as he said that, out of the corner of my eye, I saw you shaking your head. Why? Yeah, because it's, it's tough sometimes to acclimate to different time zones. And you talk about jumping over two time zones as, you know, Kansas City's in central time. It messes up your clock trying to understand when you're supposed to eat, you, you sleep wrong, you wake up tired. Miami's been there. We saw Jacksonville stay, right? And Jacksonville have tremendous success. And yeah. teams usually get off the slow starts because you're acclimating your body's use. We're all creatures of habits. So you know, we, we've had those, you know, uh, Seattle games. You know, you got to go a six-hour difference. It's, it's important. I think that the advantage should be Miami because they're used to their surroundings. Yeah, and, and anyone who's ever done any substantial travel knows that going west is a lot easier than going east. And they're going way east. Do you like this? Andy Reid bringing his team over there just two days before this game in Germany? I got to trust Andy Reid. It probably wouldn't be a move that would be comfortable for me as a player just because Bart is right. We are creatures of habit. But Andy Reid is 2-0 in the international series with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's won in, in London. He's won in Mexico City. So ultimately, I'm going to defer to his better judgment. And again, you're talking about a head coach that knows what he's doing and knows what his team needs. So being able to stay within the structure of your week of preparation might be what Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs need. And doing that in Kansas City as opposed to Germany might be the best way for them to go. Okay, let's crank back up Kansas City. Hey now. Let's do it. Let's keep it going to our next quarterback matchup. Let's talk about the big game in Cincinnati. Can Josh Allen outplay Joe Burrow? Yeah, he can. And here's the thing. Josh Allen might be one of the most unique talents the NFL has seen in quite some time. You're talking about a guy that might be the second fastest get to 200 total touchdowns in history. Only Pat Mahomes has done it quicker with 78 games. Josh Allen is at 85 games. He's probably going to do it this weekend. Because he's running the football more and more design runs, I think that can give the Cincinnati Bengals defense a problem. All right, and then one more, the big one in Philadelphia. Can Dak beat the Eagles? Absolutely he can. Dak Prescott has owned the NFC East since 2017. He's 25-4 and four in the division with 57 total touchdowns to 17 interceptions. This guy is a flat-out baller and here's the deal the Eagles have allowed the 25th ranked opponent QBR and have the third most touchdowns for the second fewest interceptions so this could be a big Dak Prescott game in the link on Sunday so and you see the numbers here they are again to your point against the Eagles he's been particularly good there's been this talk about Dak not playing well against the good teams it's really San Francisco he has struggled against the Niners they have had his number you look at his numbers against Philadelphia they've been extraordinarily good and so here I thought Cindy, put the picks on the screen. 
I thought I was going way out. I thought I was going to shock everybody by taking Dallas. Graziano, when I saw that next to your name, it really surprised me. Why do you like the Cowboys in this game? Really hard game to pick, obviously, and it's tough to pick against the Eagles any time. But right now, I think the Cowboys are playing at a very high level. I think their passing game is operating at a very high level, and the Eagles' secondary is vulnerable at the moment. Jalen Hurts, as tremendous as he is, as much as I believe in him, big picture, he's got a, he's a little banged up. He's playing with it with an injured knee, and, and it is not, it's not keeping them from winning, and it's not keeping him from playing really well, but I think if you're talking about tiebreaker stuff in a close matchup, that's the kind of stuff I looked at, and, and I thought, look, I, I, the Cowboys went into the season saying they wanted to run the ball. They haven't done that well. If they try and do it Sunday, they're probably in big trouble, <laughs> and I think they know that, and I think the way that Dak is playing right now and his history against the Eagles means they could have a big game in the passing game. Yeah, there quite literally isn't a path to victory for the Dallas Cowboys that doesn't involve Dak Prescott playing at a really high level yeah. and outplaying Jalen Hurts, so that's something that we absolutely have to see happen, and the Eagles are suspect in the back end. Their secondary is a, is a work in progress. That's why a couple of weeks ago they went out and traded for an all-pro safety in Kevin Byard. So this is an opportunity for Dak and the Dallas Cowboys to make a statement about who they are and being real contenders in the NFC. If it doesn't happen now with Dak and the Cowboys, yeah. when is it going to happen? This is the time. They've got to have more urgency, quite frankly, than the Philadelphia Eagles when it comes to winning this game on Sunday because they clearly have more to prove. As I come to Bart, I'd like to ask Cindy, our director, permission can you change mine to Eagles? I'm going to make an admission right now. <laughs> the reason I picked Dallas is because I had four analysts on my set yesterday, and everybody picked the Eagles. I had four <laughs> Eagles on my screen. Come and on I, over to the green side, I was side, positive Greeny. that was going to happen again today. So nah. I said, I'll take Dallas. If everyone thinks one thing is going to happen, then I have to go the other way. Yeah. Now that I see all you guys like Dallas, I'm going to back to what my <laughs> said, for you. Is, yeah. I think the Eagles are going to win the game. I, mean, I think the, the Eagles are the, the more complete team now. They haven't been playing as well um, as late, and they've won ugly, but they've won. And, you know, the matchup that watches – how does A.J. Brown continue to dominate the, uh, you know, the airways, right? And can CeeDee Lamb, you know, find ways to get open? Now, the problem with Philadelphia is they really struggle and they don't have a slot, uh, a nickel. And CeeDee Lamb spends most of his time at the nickel. So, last week, Bradbury was put in the slot and he struggled. I wonder, do they match up big play Slay and take that away and make, make Dak go somewhere else? And it always comes down to can Dak take care of the football? And, and decision-making in tough periods. I trust Jalen Hurts more in pivotal moments to make decisions sure. in tight games than I do Dak Prescott because of his recent history. Well, listen, the Cowboys, I, I was disappointed they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. I know I'm always Same. looking for the big deal. Mm -hmm. but, but I really wanted them to go after Derrick Henry. I thought that would make all the sense yeah. in the world. I don't know if the Titans were going to be willing to trade him or not. My understanding is some teams called the Cowboys were not one of them. That's what we've had reported here. I, I believe the Cowboys, ultimately, their downfall is that I don't think they can run the ball right. the way they want to run the ball. You cannot run these small, finesse backs with uh, uh, the power game, which is the way they want to do it. They miss Ezekiel Elliott on that level, and I think that they really missed in not going after a power back. Well, absolutely, and that's why they've struggled in the red zone the way they have, right? right? Short yardage goal line is when you need a thumper, a guy that can be a hammer for your offense, the level of physicality that allows you to match the way the Philadelphia Eagles play. But in looking at the Dallas Cowboys, like one of the things that we have to be concerned with is their ability to be able to capitalize on the mistakes that the Eagles have shown themselves to inevitably make. They've got a lot of turnovers on the season, that being the Philadelphia Eagles offense. 13 on the season, but it's only equated to only 21 points for opponents. 
the Dallas Cowboys have got to find a way to cash in because the Eagles' offense, even though they've turned it over, the defense has only allowed one touchdown off of said turnover. So, to me, that's going to be a sneaky big part of this game. Sudden change offense for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and I think to your point about the run game, even if they had a power back, no one's running on the Eagles. Power, finesse, not – I mean, they're literally the toughest run defense in the yeah, league yeah. in terms of, you know, yards allowed per game. So, uh, I, I think this plays into the hands of, of Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb and the passing game, and I think if that's the case, <laughs> they are – right, we'll see. The more you, the more you <laughs> They're playing at a world. very high level right now. They're coming off an outstanding game. He has a tremendous amount of confidence in the way he's playing right now, Dak I'm talking about, and he has a tremendous amount of confidence against this team. His record against them is very good. We haven't seen him match up with Jalen Hurts on the other side, right. and I think that has something to do with the win-loss record, but it doesn't have anything to do with the, the yards and the points he's put up against the Eagles. I think he's, you know, I, I think he's in a good place. Sneaky Dallas is 30th in defending the tight end. This should be a big game for Dallas Goddard. Okay. Very nice for me as I make my DraftKings selections this week. Uh, on Sportsman like every weekday morning, ESPN Radio, coast to coast. You're the man, Herky Chris Lee, Canty. We'll Herky. see you later. Have a great weekend. The inaugural NBA in-season tournament begins tonight with a group stage doubleheader. Giannis and the Bucks hosting the Knicks. 7.30 Eastern, then you'll see Jokic hosting Luka, Nuggets and Mavs. Coverage starts NBA Countdown 7 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Coming up, a Sunday duel involving two of the best in football. Who needs to win more, Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? We'll get to the bottom of that game. And then another twist in the sign-stealing scandal at Michigan. Have you heard what the coach of another Big Ten school has to say? Do not miss it or Desmond Howard's reaction to it. Next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I enjoy that more every time I see it. It is the phrase that made him go down in history. And so Bartholomew Scott will tell us the three things he cannot wait for this weekend. It begins in Philadelphia. Oh, absolutely. You talk about the city of brotherly love. Shouldn't be so brotherly this week. You talk about, you know, a fight for NFC East supremacy as Jalen Hurst takes on Dak Prescott, the first matchup. All roads to the Super Bowl for the NFC goes through one of these organizations. I can't wait to see who steps up and who shows out, Greeny. That's in that late afternoon slot on Sunday. Then how about the showdown in Frankfurt, Germany? i tell you what. You got the uh, Cheetah versus the Swifties. And you talk about, you know, two teams that, you know, you got two teams waiting to try and get things done. Yeah, I wonder if she makes the trip. But the Cheetah say he's about to give out that work. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is saying, hey, not so fast, muchacho. Yeah. So I can't wait to see what goes on in that game. 
this is going to be an amazing game. Uh, what a great show and representation for the NFL to go to put on a show abroad. Yeah, the Swifties versus the Cheetah. I like that a lot. And then how about the quarterback matchup in Cincinnati? Oh, man, I tell you what, Joe Cool is in his bag right now. He's hitting his stride. This my team might be playing the best of any team in the AFC. Josh Allen missing practice, hurt. He's trying to will his team to win. This defense isn't what it once was, you know, after they lost some great players. It's going to be a tremendous matchup. Joe Cool fears nobody. If I had to pick one quarterback from the AFC, I'm rolling with Joe Cool. I think they get it done, but I can't wait to see it. Okay, so stand by. Put the picks up on the screen. I want to I just repeat what you just said. If you had to pick one quarterback from the AFC. Yes, one quarterback from the AFC, I'm picking Joe Cool. I mean, this guy just gets it, man. He I, 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 and I love Lamar Jackson, but this guy is a wait, winner. Doesn't, doesn't Patrick Mahomes play in the AFC? Yes, he does. But I think, listen, this is, could be the changing of the guard. I think this is the best team in the AFC. When healthy, T. Higgins hasn't even come to life right now. This defense is playing at a high level. And he doesn't fear Patrick Mahomes. They could have easily won that game last week in Burrowhead. Yeah. I mean, last year in Burrowhead. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, they, they – they have been great, and they have shown no fear yeah, no, of this opposition. And you like them too in this game as well. And you've been around them a lot lately. I, I do like them in this game. I think they. I think it's a bad matchup for Buffalo. I think when you saw that in the playoff yeah. game last year, where they really took it to them. Uh, Bengals are playing great right now. Obviously, it being in Buffalo is something, but it's not. You know, it's not the worst time of year to have to go play yeah. in Buffalo. Uh, actually, January was, and they yeah. won anyway. So yeah. no, I, I think the Bengals are hitting their stride. Uh, massive game, I think, for both teams because the Bengals need it in the standings, and I think the uh, the Bills need it for their yeah, free uh, for their confidence. I, I, I think I think that there are a lot of people who view the Bills as a team. Again, I only pick them because everyone else <laughs> is on Cincinnati. All four yesterday, yeah. and the other two here. These two picks today, everyone has picked the Bengals. So my experience is that when everyone thinks yeah. something is going to happen, it never does. That's the only reason yeah. I'm on Buffalo. Other than that, I completely agree with everything you guys just said. The, the reason why is just. It's a bad matchup. You talk about ever since losing to Darius White, you know, they really don't match up well man-to-man. You talk about the skill sets of, of Boyd, Chase, and Higgins. It's just a bad matchup. And Joe Mixon came to life last week. You know, so Joe Mixon came to life. And if they can establish some type of run game, it's really going to uh, cause problems for the Buffalo. Right. On this football Friday, we will continue to pick all the huge matchups in the NFL. But let me turn to showdown Saturday in the college game. We've got five top ten teams facing ranked opponents. It's as good a weekend as you could ask for. The headline matchup is in Tuscaloosa, where number 14 LSU will look to upset number 8 Alabama for the second straight season. And joining us live from Tuscaloosa, where it is currently 37 degrees, the man whose scarf just absolutely rules every (laughs) week, Desmond Howard is with Desmond, show everybody the elbow patches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm – all right. Let's talk about it. LSU nipped them at the buzzer last year. How do they do it again? What is the key to this monster game in Tuscaloosa? Greeny, I was at uh, Alabama's practice yesterday, and when you asked the defensive coaches what's the, the key to stopping this LSU offense, it's Jaden Daniels. And, Greeny, he's playing at a Heisman caliber level right now. He's accounted for 30 touchdowns on the season, 25 through the air, five on the ground, and only three interceptions. He keeps the offense ahead of the chains. He's just a magnificent player. Don't forget, last year in Baton Rouge, when Brian Kelly went for two, Jaden Daniels was his quarterback. So they have a tremendous amount of confidence in Jaden Daniels. The passing game with Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. So 
the defense is going to have to try to limit the explosives. But more importantly, keep Jaden Daniels in the pocket. Once he breaks contain, now he has two options. Either he can run or he keeps his eyes down the field and he can pass the ball. He's a quarterback right now. He's playing at a Heisman type level. And I'm just amazed by it because last year he was playing well. But this year he's ascended. And man, I tell you what. With two losses on his record, for people to talk about him in the Heisman conversation, lets you know this kid is getting it done. Absolutely. So that's the monster game in the SEC. But the enormous story in the sport continues to be in the Big Ten, where yesterday all of the athletic directors, with the exception of Michigan's, met with the new conference commissioner, Tony Petiti, to discuss the alleged sign-stealing actions of Michigan. The ADs left the meeting with a better feeling, it is reported, that Petiti is going to take on the case and that the Big Ten's ability to punish Michigan very seriously. Michigan plays Purdue tomorrow. I want you to hear what the Boilers-Makers coach had to say about it. And, and what's crazy is this, there aren't allegations like it, it happened. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, you know, there's video evidence. There's um, ticket purchases and sales that you can track back. And, you know, we know for a fact that they were at a number of our games. Um, and so, you know, we've had to teach our guys a new language in terms of um, some signals. All right, so obviously this, this thing continues to snowball. When you and I first talked about this, Des, about a month ago, I think we both felt that there was, this was no big deal. And now the story continues to mount. Where, where is your head on this story now? Wow. Well, it's still an allegation, and there's information coming out every week. I, I listened to... Um, a broadcast yesterday said the coaches wanted the uh, commissioner of, of um, the Big Ten to take immediate action, and and they wondered what he was waiting for. And then my question is, well, if this was your program that these charges were made against, you know, these allegations were made against, would you want the commissioner to skip due process and let the NCAA do their job, or would you want to give your program a chance to go through all of the information all of the facts, and then defend themselves. So I don't understand the, uh, the rush to judgment by some of the coaches in the conference because if the tables were turned, they would never want anybody to rush to judgment as far as the commissioner of the conference mm -hmm. and punish them until everything was out there on the table. And until we know all of the facts, and we would expect that to be well down the road, do you expect this to derail them at all? Just the fact that all this is swirling around them, do you think it becomes a distraction that affects their season? Green, that's an excellent question. You said we first talked about this. It was almost a month ago. It was the week of the Michigan State game. So it came out mm. maybe that Wednesday. And I was like, okay, let's see if this derails the team. They went out there and handled their business in East Lansing as if it didn't affect them. But now after that game, they went through a bye week. So to me as a player, a former player, it's much easier to avoid distractions when you're in a constant routine. You know, you're going to practice, you're going to school, you're going to meetings, blah, blah, blah. But when you have an open week, a bye week, and now you, you may be on your phone a little more, you may pay a little bit more attention to TV, or you may just be accessible to other people that you're not normally accessible when you're going through your routine. Now I want to see if it has trickled in. Now, the reports I'm getting out of Ann Arbor is that, no, these young men understand and they know the mission. The mission. And we're going to find out tomorrow night when they have to play Purdue if the mission is still uh, moving forward. 
We will see you guys tomorrow in Tuscaloosa once again. The scarf, I'm envious. I'm, I'm literally envious of the scarf <laughs> in front of us here. Uh, but don't forget, tomorrow on ABC, it's Bedlam. We got number nine, Oklahoma, scoring off against number 22, Oklahoma State. That's a great one in the late afternoon window and then prime time. Oh, we got Michael Penix Jr. against Caleb Williams, Washington and USC. What a day of college football on ABC. Meanwhile, as we continue here, Thursday night drama, Steelers come from behind. Are we buying Pittsburgh? As a playoff contender, our beloved former Steeler Ryan Clark will join us next. Get up on ESPN.